Hey everyone, I'm Alexa Golden. And I'm Haley Piper. And, and together, together we, we are the Gossip, Gossip and Gratitude Podcast. Podcast. Tune in each week to get a taste of what life's really like in your 20s. We'll be bringing you all the relatable gossip from getting dumped to landing that first job after college. So sit back, grab some wine, and let's spill some tea. Wendy Cartagena is the lady behind the Invested Millennial YouTube channel and the accompanying Instagram account, which is at Invested Millennial Wendy, where she discusses her investing experience as a boss babe. She graduated from UCLA with a communications degree and now works at Tesla. She's a self-taught investor who follows Warren Buffett-style value investing, and she strives to be relatable and transparent when it comes to investing and how to get started. She's also a cancer survivor and empowers women to take back control of their lives via their finances. Through her community, she's teaching women that they too can be successful in money management and taking care of their finances. Hey guys, we are super, super excited about this week's episode. It was super exciting. I feel like this lady had been somebody who I have been following for a while, uh, I guess since she started on this journey in 2019. You've been like obsessed with her. Literally obsessed. (laughs) Just because I also really, investing gets me really excited and like getting to talk to anybody about investing. Sometimes I do feel like, I'm not trying to man hate on anybody, but sometimes when I talk to dudes about it, I get a bit like I feel like talk down to talk down to yeah. and so I was I'm like this lady is a boss babe like she has this community surrounding her about investing she follows the same type of investing I do which is called value investing it started with Ben Graham way back in the day and then Warren Buffett learned from him and then nowadays a lot of people follow that t- type of investing so basically it's just more long term like you find companies that you really find value in and that you believe will be around for a long time or like companies that you want to see around for a long time Mm -hmm. so it's like investing with your dollars um or like voting with your dollars i guess um and so basically like i have a long list of companies that i personally want to buy and you wait until they go on sale um i can do a whole so you're buying like stocks in those companies that's what it is right yes say for example i've i've been waiting to buy uh let's say disney yeah and disney has gone up so high in this past while because of the disney prime and so you mean disney plus oh yeah disney plus whoops sorry (laughs) (laughs) you're not a true fan (laughs) liar (laughs) and so like um since since like your the stock is like so overpriced because everybody's like buying it buying it being like oh i want that that's a hot stock you know blah 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 um and that's the time we don't buy as warren buffett investors because it's way overpriced it's like buying a pair of gucci a gucci belt full price when maybe i can buy it exactly so i wait for it them to go on sale which could mean like a market sale which would be like the market crashes mm-hmm. those are like the best times to buy because it's not like something specific to that company that they fucked up on to make it's their stock the drop totally okay, so fair. like uh, that's why i've been being chicken little for the past while being like i think it's time i think the market's gonna <laughs> finally drop and oh it fucking God. keeps going up but anyways so she kind of follows that style too i i Watch some of her YouTube videos and she talks about some of the stocks that she in like uh, researches and invests in. So she was super interesting to talk to. I mean, she's a Los Angelesian. 
Would that, would that be what they're called? I have no <laughs> <Me> idea. <either. laughs> but I think this episode will be really interesting for a lot of you guys, especially if you don't know a lot about investing. I'm definitely like very new. Like I don't invest yet, but I'm like learning and mm-hmm. that Hales is teaching me. We're so I'm trying there. to kind of like educate myself a little bit before I kind of start. Yep, totally. So I think that if any of you guys are kind of more like me in the sense, um, this episode will give you a little bit of insight and mm-hmm. also some resources that will help you kind of learn a bit more because I think I never knew that investing is something that everyone really should do because the value of a dollar fluctuates mm-hmm. so you need to make sure you're doing something where like the money that you're saving is going to grow along with totally. the inflation, inflation. beat inflation exactly so I didn't think that like investing was something that you had to do but really it's recommended that everybody do it because totally. I mean you're going to save that money anyways mm-hmm. right if you're trying to save for like retirement or save for you know whatever like a house or something you might yeah. as well be saving it and investing that money so that it can grow so then it's making money while you sleep like doesn't that sound amazing exactly you don't have to do anything <laughs> exactly. so yeah this is hopefully a little intro and if you guys end up liking this kind of content mm-hmm. Hales would be very happy to continue <laughs> talking about it and I'm always happy to learn so totally if you guys want more money management or investing type podcast yeah. topics then let us know but other than that let's we'll jump on into in. the yeah. interview <laughs> all right roll the tapes <laughs> how are you doing today good thanks so much for um having me on your show of yeah, course thanks for being here yeah, yeah, of learn all about investing yeah. i am obsessed with your page like i i feel like i follow similar investing ideas and mindsets so i like i was I'm very excited to interview you <laughs> yeah. so uh usually we start because i guess we're called gossip and gratitude we yes. start yeah we start with a something we're grateful for so like lex and i can go first just to kind of give you an idea of how it works um so this week or today i guess i'm grateful for ubers because mm-hmm. last night i went out on a girls night and like thank the lord that you can just be like okay my car's here like yeah. bye you don't have to like <laughs> on the cab like that is my gratitude moment this week That's so a good one <laughs> thanks also safety yeah safety yes <laughs> um, totally love it this week i'm grateful for facebook marketplace okay yeah because i'm moving soon in a couple weeks and we've been getting some really good finds on facebook marketplace and it's like so easy because you don't have to go hunting that's so true like thrift stores but you can get some new stuff for super cheap that's so, so true yeah. like the essentials for your house exactly. i love it okay yeah. lady what are you grateful okay. for i'm actually grateful for the ability of using points for travel <laughs> through my credit card um i just booked a bunch of flights uh for actually not a bunch it was like a return uh, round trip flight to the east coast to essentially like go to different schools and do the campus tour for business school and it was like I pretty much paid like $20 at the end of the day after my points so like I'm really grateful for points and the ability to use them for travel yeah oh my god damn that is that is so true I've actually been looking for a new visa or MasterCard to get better points points. yeah so if you have any recommendations (laughs) I'm open yeah um actually by the way um the american express card is pretty good the only thing that i don't like about the express uh, american express card is that there's an annual fee of 550 um but there's also like the gold one which is a little bit uh lower than that um and then um well i don't know how it works in canada um there's also like airline specific credit cards that give you like airline points if you use that credit card it sticks to that airline i don't know how if that's like something that applies to canada yeah, yeah there's a WestJet one i think at yeah no, that, yeah that's nice 
Travel points are like the best. So travel points are amazing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Anything that can help you save a little bit of money is the best. Yes. That's always the goal. Yeah. Okay. We will start. We'll just get into it. So I'll ask you first the first question here. So do you remember what first got you interested in investing? Like how this, I know you said you were a communications major. So then how did that kind of turn into where, where you're at now in life? Kind of. Yeah. So, um, so I started working at Tesla uh, my last year at uh, uni. So my last year at UCLA and just being, just working for such a big company. And like, I got stock options as a 20 year old and I was like, Hey, what's this? Like, what does stock option mean? Like, what do I do with this? And I realized that it's, you know, they essentially opened up a brokerage account for me where I was able to invest the money. And I was like, Oh, this is so cool. Like my money's going to grow. And um, I want to learn more about this. Like, how can I grow my personal money that's sitting you know, in my bank account. And from there, I just honestly started watching a lot of like YouTube content and trying to figure out like the best way for me to grow my money. And that's when like I got into investing. Okay. And would you say you're, you're like a value investor, like Warren Buffett style? Yeah, correct. So I don't do like swing trades. I don't do, um, like puts and buys like all the complicated stuff i don't day yeah. trade so i just like invest in companies that have future potential growth and i just kind of leave it in my account um and just wait for that to to grow, grow over time yeah i love that exactly. i'm the exact same way and so i totally feel you i'm like yay <laughs> i found another one <laughs> And I feel like that gives me the flexibility to like learn as well. Like, okay, was this a good buy? Like what's, what are some of the trends, especially if we're talking about like tech stocks, like what trends can I apply for other future buys? So I feel like as if you're a newbie uh, doing long-term investing is like the best way to go while you like learn and get your feet wet before you you start doing like the crazy day trading stuff. (laughs) I feel you. I feel like I'm kind of at that point where like I feel pretty confident in my long term. And so now I'm starting to like tip my toes into options a bit, just yeah. kind of about it and, and paper trading. But yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's interesting. But OK, Lex, I'll let you keep rolling. OK, so what would you say is like the biggest struggle or learning curve that you face being a female in the world of finance and investing? Because I think that there's not as much no representation so you're totally. kind of one of the leaders in that so what's one of the things you've learned or faced yeah so one of the things that well, I guess one of the struggles that I face is like like you just mentioned there's not a lot of representation and mm. honestly like it's how do I connect like I feel like it's hard to get women maybe I'm maybe this is an understatement but maybe it's like it's hard to find women who also want to talk about investing and are enthusiastic about it I feel like it's more men driven yeah and so like a lot of the people that connect with me tend to be men actually my youtube channel is all is all um like the majority men yeah so it's just you know that's like one of the struggles and trying to bring awareness and um get women to you know be more interested in investing is one of the hardest things it's so true and I feel like it's like, that's why I got so excited when I saw you. I was like, oh my God, literally, I feel like I identify with this girl so much, like same kind of investing. And I feel like you laid out so clearly. And I also think it's super awesome to hear like somebody who like you didn't go to like finance school or all that and you've gotten into it already. Like you don't, it, I, I guess you don't have to have like this crazy background to just start investing and start your path with that. Exactly. So I think that's super awesome too. 
Um, okay, so what is your biggest piece of advice for anyone who wants to learn more about investing but does not know what first steps to take? So I think the biggest thing, uh, one of the best things for someone to do is to, um, if you you know, work for a big company, I think you can start off by figuring out if they offer, I don't know, um, I know you guys are in Canada, like a 401k or an individual, um, yeah, like start with there. I feel like that's a great way to get your feet wet, like start investing for retirement. Um, and you can never go wrong with that. Like if you start putting money away for when you stop working, yeah. um, you know, that is one of the safest ways to have your money grow over time and like, you know, take advantage of the snowball effect. So yeah. I definitely recommend like starting off with an IRA. Okay, no, that's totally fair. I guess in Canada, our equivalence is like a TFSA and RSP account. But um, what would you say, like, when you first started into this, like, what are some books or videos or people that you were like, okay, they're like, that taught you a lot, I guess. Okay, um, so one of the books that I really, really like, um, it's called uh, Think and uh, actually Think and Grow Rich is a great one. But one that's specifically right. geared towards women is called um, why smart women finish rich. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, it's by David Bach. Yeah, it's actually really good. He has several uh, finance um, inspired books uh, okay. geared towards um, women. And he also has one called The Latte Factor that talks about um, why getting a coffee is not really going to, like, you know, break the bank. So he's all about like finding balance and like having women feel empowered to take that step and start investing, start you know, getting their money house situated. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those were some of the books that I started off when I first wanted to get a better idea of, okay, what direction should I go? Should I open the Roth IRA? Should I open the, should I open the, um, sorry for the background noise, the 401k. So, yeah. so yeah, like that's, uh, it was definitely a very helpful, um, a very helpful tool uh, okay. book for me to start off. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Did you have like a mentor or were you just like, because I find it da daunting sometimes to know where to get the info from. And it's sometimes it'd be like, oh, man, I wish I had like, a teacher or somebody who I could ask this to. I actually didn't have a mentor. Um, I found a lot of my content on YouTube okay. and um, I kind of just learned from there. Okay, that's nice. good. to That's good to hear. So anybody can do it then. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Where do you get your investing info? Because I know there's so much like CNN and so many places like have all this like constant information. Like how do you pick and choose where you get your quality information from? Yeah. So two of the major like media outlets that I really like, one is Yahoo Finance because I can like have it up at work. So typically they have like they do press releases and keep up with the market online. So I have that playing. And then Bloomberg uh, Marketplace is also a great tool where it's constantly covering what's going on in different um, markets in the U.S. And I feel like those two media outlets are pretty uh, reputable and they're not, I don't know, I just like, I like the way they present what's going on in the market. So I definitely recommend those two. Okay, no, that's good to know. Easy to use and I guess valid, you know, trustworthy information. So I feel like I also agree with that. Um, do you want to go that one? So I know investing is one thing, but I feel like also it's kind of hard for people who are new to learn the actual money management to be able to have that extra money to put aside into yeah. investing. So like, what would you say your biggest piece of advice is regarding that, like just money management in general and saving? 
Yeah, so I guess the biggest advice would be like, one, before you even start investing, like you have to understand like, what's your goal? What do you want to accomplish with investing? Do you want to see your money grow in like a couple years, several years down the road? Understand like what your actual investing goal is. Mm-hmm. And then um, figure out where it is that you're spending the most money. Um, how like, do you have any debts? Do you have any like, things that are not necessary and start like kind of cleaning your budget and then creating an actual investing budget to stay accountable so that you can actually invest every single month um, and you don't make an excuse for it. So I would say uh, just have a better understanding of where your money is going every single month. And then from there, clean it out and um, stick to a plan that will allow you to actually be consistent with investing. That would be my best advice. No, I think that's a good... I like that. Do you have any like apps or certain programs that you use for budgeting and like tracking your spending? Yeah. So when I first started um, trying, like before I started investing, I was using mint.com. I don't know if you guys are familiar with mint. Um, It pretty much tracks like your, all your bank accounts, all the recurring payments. Uh, Like if you have a card note, like it will track that as well. And then I switched over to something a little bit more advanced. It's called, it's called personal capital. Have you okay. guys heard of that? Yeah, it's, it's similar to Mint, but it's a little more, it's more clear. Okay. Um, and that pretty much also include, uh, it shows your, your um, year-to-date gains on your investments so that you have everything in one place, your investments, your um, recurring expenses, your, the amount that you've saved in your bank account. So it's a bigger, it's a better way of displaying everything in one platform. So that's kind of what I stick to now, okay. um, which is personal capital. Yeah. Good, good to know. Yeah, no, that's that's really good to know. Do you kind of set a budget for yourself each month and then try to stick to that? Or yeah, okay. yeah. For investing, I do. I try to invest anywhere from five hundred to eight hundred dollars yeah. a month. That's kind of like the goal. Sometimes it does fluctuate here and there, but that's okay. kind of what I've set myself to like stick to that. Okay. So also, okay, this is kind of on a bit of a ta- like side question, I guess. But so. Do you find, cause I, okay, like I'm currently struggling with, I feel like so many things in the market are overpriced right now. Some of the companies I want to buy and it's such a struggle. Like I'm trying to know I want to buy these companies, but I'm like, I feel like I'm always waiting for the market to go down or something to happen. Do you feel like you struggle with that or are you able to, like, do you kind of try to invest tranche in each month or how do you kind of go about it? So this year, actually, I feel like the second half of 2019, it was really hard for me to find companies to invest in because it was like a, such a great market. Like things were just so expensive. And yes. um, so what I do, even though I'm not co- like constantly investing in new companies, I'm still mm-hmm. depositing money into my brokerage account so that right. I can like at least accumulate money. And when it's, you know, when there's an actual drop or correction or there's, you know, something that's happening, then I jump in. So I actually haven't bought any new, I haven't like opened up any new positions or added to my accounts just because everything is like pretty overvalued right now. So high. So true. Okay. I was like, it's like, it's nice to get reassurance from someone else that like, okay, we're thinking these thoughts because lately I've been like, this is crazy how high everything is. The companies I want to buy, I'm like, I get feeling frustrated because I'm like, they're not on sale. So, okay, no, that's exactly. Good. And like, and like Warren Buffett says, like, buy when there's a sale, like, buy on the drop, buy on fear, and that's kind of the same con, con- like, pretty much same advice that I, I would say, like, 
when people are running away, like that's your time to jump in. (laughs) So I agree. I'm like, I'm like, marketplace crash. Like people are probably like, you're so crazy. But I'm like, please. That's like the best sale going on. Like that's like when you want to get in. Yeah. I know. Okay. Yay. This is so fun. I like love getting to talk to somebody who thinks the same way. Okay. I guess we'll segue a bit and talk maybe just a bit more about like you personally. So um, I was creeping your social media and saw that you actually beat thyroid cancer. And I was just curious about how that, like that process and how that influenced your mindset. I'm sure it's changed your perspective on so many things. It has. Yeah, drastically. So um, just a little background story. I was actually diagnosed with hypothyroidism when I was 11. So I've always battled with thyroid issues since I was like really young and I've been on meds since 11. Um, But yeah, like I honestly like thyroid cancer after like getting diagnosed with it, I realized that it's very common in women and you don't have mm. to have thyroid issues to develop thyroid cancer. That's really? the that's the caveat there. So like anyone who's healthy can yeah. develop this, unfortunately. Oh but the good thing about this cancer, and I know this is gonna sound a little weird, is that according to doctors, it's the best cancer to have because um you just have to go through surgery and have whatever is, you know, the tumor or the full gland removed. Okay. You don't need to go through radiation or chemotherapy. So in terms of like assessing like how drastic the cancer is on a scale of like of all the potential cancers, like thyroid cancer is number one, meaning like the least invasive okay. one. Yeah. And, hey. yeah. and so, um, yeah, after I, I guess I found out that I had thyroid cancer August of 2019. So actually very like a couple months ago. Yeah. I wasn't feeling well for like the first half of 2019. And I was like, something's going on. Um, I need to go to the doctor and figure out if my meds are like off balance, like what's going on. Yeah. And so like, I guess my message, little segue here is like, if you don't feel well, like don't brush it off, like go to the doctor because you never know what's going on on and I think for us millennials we just like oh it's gonna you know it's gonna get better later I'm probably overdoing doing it because I'm doing all these things like no just go to the doctor and get checked (laughs) you know and what were like um, your symptoms like what were your signs I was so tired I would sleep I would sleep early like my like maybe like 10 p.m that's usually when I go to bed and I would sleep all the way until noon sometimes I couldn't even go I couldn't even get out of bed like there were days where I was calling like sick for work and I was like something's wrong like I don't know I'm eating well but Mm -hmm. I just feel like my body feels crappy yeah it was it was like a weird feeling like and um yeah and then I just decided to just go get you know tests done and um the blood work didn't say if I had something suspicious my act my doctor was actually you know going above and beyond she scheduled extra tests to be done like an ultrasound and that's where like that's where they found that I had a tumor in my, oh my thyroid God, because you, you couldn't, you couldn't even feel it. Yeah. Like you wow. my, my tumor was so small that you couldn't even feel it. Wow. That's crazy. You always assume that like a blood test would tell you everything. So now I'm paranoid. Those kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't be paranoid. I just feel like, <laughs> don't be, I know. Cause I, I know like we all like start like, especially I'm, I'm, I'm this person where like, I always go on web MD and like, I try to find like information about like different, like, yeah. And then I start getting paranoid. Okay. I have to like ask for this specific test, like what's going on. But, but I think if you have the symptoms, that's when, you know, it's time for you to get checked. But if you're not having anything, then most likely you're happy. (laughs) So yeah, I guess like, uh, it's, it's always better to be safe and just go get checked. Even if you're like, 
you're maybe sure you don't have anything, but like just in case. So I feel like yeah. that's a good message. Like, yeah, just keep up with your regular like yearly visits. Like that's like the best advice. <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. So how did it kind of like sway your mindset then going forward? Like I'm sure you had all the emotions going through that. Hey, like that's pretty crazy at such a young age to conquer that. Yeah, so it was very, like, I for two weeks, I was in a very gray, dark space where I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't even want to talk to my parents or my boyfriend. I just wanted to be alone and totally. just kind of, like, thinking about everything and how everything would change. And um, uh, I took those two weeks to my for myself. And then after that, like, after the two weeks, I booked my surgery appointment. And I just felt like I let everything out. And I was starting to turn more on the positive side like I wasn't completely you I don't think you could ever be over a cancer diagnosis but I was like feeling a little bit better I felt like like letting those emotions out allowed me to think about what what the next step is for me what the next plan is like how am I going to live my life now that I won't have this particular gland um organ and what can I do to like continue to live my the best healthiest life possible and continue to achieve my goals so that kind of like inspired me to like keep moving forward and like be and being more meaningful and like being more of value every single day and like enjoying enjoying the present and not being so fixated like on like the future because you never know what can happen like the future is not guaranteed and so like that was a wake-up call for me like be more present and like live a more meaningful life and do the things that make you happy so that's kind of how that shift in my mindset (laughs) I feel like that's like such a blessing in disguise because I know like I struggled to think like to have that mindset all the time and I know a lot of people probably don't have that realization until like later in their life so for you to like be so young and 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 live so much more mindfully and like with value I feel like it's gonna like in have make your life so much enriched all like along the way you know, like, yeah. live such a more fulfilling life from a young age, which yeah. is super cool. Yeah. And, like, another thing, too, like, with this diagnosis, like, I realized, like, it's so important not to settle. Like, I, I know that people, like, there's, like, don't settle for less. Like, people always say that. But after getting diagnosed with this, I realized, like, you need to go for it. Like, you need to just yeah. do it. And if the answer is no, the answer is no. But at least you did it, right? At least you, totally. you went for what you wanted to do. Um, and that's, like, after my surgery is when this whole invested millennial, like, gained the most momentum for me, you know? That's so um, true. Yeah. So, like, I, I just, I was more dedicated and I was more inspired to just continue putting in the work for it because I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Oh, my God. That's so inspiring. Yeah, I love awesome. that. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So, I guess... Well, because so you after your surgery, you said that's kind of when you started to gain some momentum. So I guess with all that being said, what would you say are your overall goals with the invested millennial moving forward into this new year? Yeah, so my goal is to have this brand, have this community um, be a hub for women who are interested in in taking their investing I don't want to say career, but taking their investing goals to the next level. Like I want it where women can actually connect with each other, feed off ideas, uh, talk about plans and like bring each other up because there's nothing like that that I've encountered so far. I know 
I'm not sure if you know about this particular company. It's called Elevest. It's a female investing app for women made. It's run by women, created by women. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's maybe it's just like a U.S. thing. But there's like that's the only investing related, I guess, app that I've found that's yeah. kind of mainstream. There's yeah. nothing on like a, a, a smaller scale. Like there's no actual communities on Instagram yeah. or like actual websites that bring women together to talk about why investing is so important and I feel like a lot of women are all about the fire movement or not women but like a lot of millennials and young like individuals we're all about the fire movement but when we always talk about how we're budgeting how we're saving how we're you know Mm. don't have debt but like we're not actually talking about investing you know Mm. like let's let's talk about how we can invest not just in the IRA but like outside like invest in companies and like build a portfolio yeah, it's so true because so. there's so much that goes into it. Like, I just feel like there's so many aspects that so many different different people can bring. Like, voting with your dollars for, oh, I want more of this company in the world, and and I guess yeah, like it doesn't have to be boring numbers if that's what people think it is. You know, like there's so much more to it, and I feel like even I think Warren Buffett said because I think I heard this year he donated to like a group called Girls, and he was just talking about how like women are like the new movement of investing just because like I guess I'm not going to toot our own horn as a gender but like he just says like you know we're a little bit more like can be I guess a little bit less impulsive and just maybe more rational and all the men are going to come clap back at me for that but I'm just you know I didn't say that but, but it's it's true. There's this, this statistic there that when it comes to investing, women do a little bit better than men because we're more, um, you know, we take our time. We don't just make like irrational decisions. We actually wait for things and we're more patient versus men. They're constantly making trades and like they're just more like after the, the games and they don't really yeah and they don't realize like hey like if you could have waited like, a couple more days you probably could have sold a stock Literally. at a higher price you know totally um so yeah there there's actual facts there that that say that women are far better investors than men and like i hope i don't get hate for that but this, those are the facts oh, are there you know <laughs> i think these thoughts too so don't worry yeah well, i think it's really great what you're doing because i know for me like before i got like to know this kind of world from Hales because she's so obsessed with it. Like, no, none of my other friends or any other, like, women in my life ever talked about investing or knew much about it. Like, I'm very new still. So I just think it's so cool that there's kind of somebody who's relatable. It's yeah. not, like, an intimidating, like, businessman. Yeah, and that's, like, the goal, too, with everything yeah. that I'm doing because I feel – sorry, I could totally cut you off, girl. Um, I get so, like – so, like um, – like, happy to talk about this, like, so motivated. So, um, yeah, like, a lot of – of the people that I found on social media, they're already people that are well established. Like they are making money, they are driving Ferraris. Just I'm, yeah. being, I'm exaggerating here, but like you get the point, yes. right? Like there's yes. no one that's actually showing you like the grind, like the process, yeah. all the lessons, the losses, the mistakes, everything. Like people don't want to talk about that. They just want to front, like, okay, look how much money I made in the stock market, right. which is fine. I think you can appeal to a certain type of individual, but I think for those who want to learn, like, be like actually learn from someone who's being transparent and showing you the process I think that brings more value than just showing off like what you've how much money you've made from the stock market you know what I mean no I 
agree. Like, it can be so daunting. And yeah. I feel like your YouTube and everything, like, I watched a bunch of your videos and, it, and you use, like, real-life terms. I feel like a lot of people will, like, use big terms to try to be, like, sound smart. to try to sound yeah. smart and just, Sounds, yeah, like, seem like I'm exactly. so much more in this, like, different world of finance and investing yeah. when I love, like, being able to, like, I love that you show that anybody yeah. can do it. I think that's so exciting. So I think that's super cool. Yeah, think about investing as another way of you, like it's another component of your money house, like, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be complicated. Just think about it as putting money away in a company you believe it, believe in, and just mm-hmm. waiting for it to grow. It's that simple. Like, you don't have, I think, I think there's just so many technicalities that could go that, that are a part of investing, but people look at that and don't realize like it's actually very simple. If you yeah. just break it down to the basics, mm-hmm. you don't have to do any crazy trades. You don't have to do like options or swing yeah. trades like that. You can leave for you down the road in co- a couple of years when you're a little bit more experienced. Just focus on buying companies you believe in and then yeah. being patient. <laughs> it's so funny because you feel so proud when you own companies that you believe in. Like, I love to be like, I own this, <laughs> you know, yeah. like i'm so obnoxious but i like it's it's a it's such a rush yeah Yeah. it's like you're passionate about it you're confident in those companies that it's gonna your money's gonna grow and i don't know i think it's awesome what you're doing i think like i was very excited to have you on and i've listened to you to you girls for a while since you guys like came on like you guys launched it on youtube on instagram and you guys were saying hey we have a new um podcast I was like oh my god girl like there's like a girl podcast which is awesome because I love like listening and then like just being more involved with like other female creators like that's like one of also one of my goals for 2020 to continue like working with female creators and like totally. just helping one or like each other out so I'm so happy that you guys have this podcast and you guys are honest like you guys just like spill the tea and you guys don't hold back and I love that goal that is the goal <laughs> yeah I'm super excited to see um, how you guys grow because I just, I don't know, it's always been an interesting area for me and I know Lex getting her into it slowly. Yeah. So well, we hope that this episode is going to be really eye-opening for a lot of our listeners as well because I know some of the ones that we know in real life, this mm-hmm. is probably very new to them. So totally. This will be a great segue yeah. for them to start learning. Yeah. And your videos, yeah. love your videos. <laughs> so. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate uh, the support and um, just being able to be on your platform, which is you know, I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate too, lady. And, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess we've crushed all the questions. Totally, and yeah. So for all the listeners out there, um, make sure you guys go check out the Invested Millennial on YouTube and Instagram. We're going to have her stuff all linked in the description of the episode. So you guys can check out her stuff and yeah. start learning. Do you have any other spots to pimp yourself out at? Honestly, that's all I have. Just Instagram okay. and YouTube so far. I'm working on the okay. website, so that's, you know, in the works. But uh, so far, you can find me on those two platforms. Oh, and Twitter. Everything's in oh. Millennia. So, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. No, that sounds good. Well, thank you again for coming on. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. And I appreciate um, you, you know, giving me an opportunity to be on your platform.